Create Podcast with me, Katrina Julia. This is all about helping you create a life and a business you love, hands-on with tips, tools, and technology. It's about the freedom, freedom of expression, of time, of location, of community, and ultimately, financial freedom. I understand the struggle. I've been there. I've walked through and continue to walk through. Walking from fear to faith, devaluing to purity, self-hate to love, corporate to calling, and bondage to freedom. So it's been quite a journey, as you can see. I'm walking right there with you on your own journey to create a life and business you love. So you will learn all the things about wellness, about media, about lifestyle and travel. You will learn how I'm creating it and how you can create it too. So who am I? I'm Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur, a creator, and a traveler. Two. Tulum, Mexico, and the best cenotes, and all you need to know to visit. Where are my fellow lovers of all things water? If you love the ocean, surfing, canyoning, you will love visiting cenotes. I first visited a cenote in Valladolid in 2019 at Cenote Zachi, which you can reference in the link in the show notes and find all about that. I fell in love with the natural phenomenon of a natural pit or sinkhole, resulting either from the collapse of a limestone bedrock that exposes groundwater or some speculate meteorites. As I transitioned on my travel to seven continents, which you can definitely check out on the blog and show, from Guatemala to adventures in Mexico, I knew I wanted to explore the cenotes of Mexico further this time around. Last year at this time, I didn't imagine I would be experiencing travel to seven continents, let alone be having the global adventures I'm having. At the same time, I cast the vision years ago for global travel, and it blows my brain, and I'm so grateful to God that it happened a year sooner than I thought. Before I traveled to Tulum, Mexico, I researched various cenotes via sources like Expert Vagabond, Anna Everywhere, and that blonde bikini girl, so shout out to them. During my three plus months in Mexico this time around, I will be visiting over 10 cenotes, so stay tuned. I will be updating the post that's linked in the show notes periodically with insights, visits, videos to Cenotes in Mexico, and I will continue on doing this as a series on Cenotes on the show. So you can think of this episode as part one of the series that will continue, and on this particular episode, I will be sharing over three that I've already visited. So let's talk about Tulum, Mexico, the best cenotes and all you need to know to visit. Know before you go and visiting cenotes. So let's talk about uh, the types of cenotes and what you need to be prepared for. The most common types of cenotes are cave, open, and semi-open cenotes. 
Cave cenotes are the youngest and open cenotes are the oldest as the cave has literally fallen onto itself. While you may find similar cenotes, they all have different designs and locations and may vary in price and rules. You may find some undiscovered, go on private tours, visit them on your own, and with groups. In addition, some may be exclusive to diving. The emerald green and blue waters, natural landscaping, and caverns will have you fall in love with one, if not many, of the cenotes in Mexico. I fell in love the moment I visited Cenote Zachi. My first cenote in Mexico in Valladolid. If you didn't know, there are over 6,000 cenotes in Mexico with no shortage of those that are discovered. As a result, it's very likely and quite possible that you could stumble across some you will not find on Instagram with your favorite influencers or Instagram reels. Side note, you guys, if you haven't checked out my episode on seven Instagram reels that will leave you reeling, definitely go check that out if you are curious about content creation as well as my content creation like a boss series and or on the show. While I will be visiting some I discovered on Instagram, so shout out to the creators and blogs, I'm also asking locals for inputs on those that are not as well known. And several of the ones I'm sharing on this episode are legit locals that I've never seen on Instagram before. I posted them. (laughs) Generally speaking, cenotes are managed for visiting that are tourists already and or discovered are open eight to five. They are very important for the environment. They are very important for water and so many different things environmentally. They do require showering before entering. They do not allow sunscreen that is not biodegradable to protect the environment of the cenotes. And usually most cenotes I found are shaded and or within caves. So that helps as well as far as exposure to sun. And they charge fees ranging from a few dollars to 30 plus. And of course, you guys, if you are taking a tour, and especially if uh, the tour includes transportation, expect it to be more. And at the same time, there are some great Airbnb experiences that include cenotes with biking. I'm definitely taking at least one of those. So I'll be sharing about that and which cenotes I visit within that experience. And one of those includes pictures, including underwater pictures too. So in addition with cenotes, some may include showers, restrooms, and shops, while others strictly showers and the cenotes environment. It is important to know that some cenotes are great for lounging, some for snorkeling, some cave discovery, and some for diving, and some are great for all the above. I started researching cenotes before I arrived to Tulum. At the same time, I took TripAdvisor and the reviews of others with a grain of salt. I asked my Airbnb host, Diana and Eva, and some other locals for guidance. I always adjust my preferences and reasons to visit a cenote, and I encourage you to do the same. As of this recording, I'm sharing my current listing of cenotes by priority um, and or reason, but this has already changed since I've updated the episode, um, since I've updated the blog already twice. So the first cenote I visited was Cenote Cristal in Escondido. So it was two in one and proximity to the Airbnb was a huge reason. Then Grand Cenote, because of the beauty, images, closeness to Loom, Instagram posts, all the things. Then Can Loom Lagoon and Cenote, the beauty and proximity to my Airbnb. Then Cenote Corazon, which I learned about from the locals. 
being off the beaten path and its uniqueness and Airbnb proximity. And as of this uh, recording, and as of this segment of the Tulum, Mexico, the best cenotes and all you need to know to visit and keep returning to the blog for updates. And I'll probably do another episode on this when I have at least probably three or four again. Um, so Cenote Corazón, and as of this recording, the next one I have is Cenote Jardín, Casa Tortuga, Dreamgate, Yakmil, Yakmul, Yakmil, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, if I'm not, forgive me, Dos Ojos, Calvara, Nojoch, Suitan, Ilkil, and The Pit, just to give you a glimpse of, you know, what is on my radar out of the 6,000. So Cenote Cristal and Escondido. When exploring Airbnbs for my stay in Tulum, I came across many Tulum jungle cabanas. And if you're curious, you guys definitely check out my blog on my Mayan jungle cabana, and it's also an episode on the show. One of the many reasons I picked this Airbnb is that within 10 to 15 minutes walking slash biking distance is several different adventures, one of which within 10 to 15 walking is Cenote Cristal and Escondido. So Cenote Cristal is an open cenote and looks more like a lake with shimmering waters, indicating it's an older cenote. It's a great way to relax and snorkel. The first time I visited, I did see some divers come by. Although more tourists are beginning to discover these cenotes, it's more of a local stop. It definitely felt like it when I visited. Plus, I went on a Tuesday afternoon around 3. As of April 2021, I paid 120 pesos, about $6, to visit both cenotes. During the time I visited, there were about 5 people at Cenote Cristal and about 30 people at Cenote Escondido. Cenote Cristal does have showers and a bathroom. There's no restaurant or shop at either Cenote. So bring water, juice, snacks, etc. especially if you plan on staying longer. Once you pay, go take a shower to rinse off to make sure you protect the Cenote environment and follow the rules, friends. Within 30 meters of paying, you will walk right over to Cenote Cristal. Afterwards, you will walk across the street to Cenote Escondido. It's about a 10-minute walk. So the entrance is right across the street, but then you walk down a windy road or bike or drive. You will find the water sunk in with elevated cliffs around, so it definitely has a different feel. For my fellow adventure lovers, there is a swing to jump in at about 10 feet at Cenote Escondido, and of course, I jumped in. Between Cenote Cristal and Escondido, I felt like two hours was more than enough time to visit, but at the same time, you could easily go the whole day. And then on the blog, of course, I have images of the beautiful emerald green waters and me jumping. Grand Cenote, G-R-A-N. Some people say grand, but everywhere you look, if you look at the official name, it is actually G-R-A-N. When I saw images of Gran Cenote years ago, and that is the Spanish spelling, so some people may just translate it to English too is my bet. I knew I wanted to visit. While some people may love to do tours, I'm a big believer of getting uncomfortable and doing things on your own, but then also sometimes doing things with groups like like I'll be like I mentioned earlier that I will end up doing an Airbnb experience, but it may be on my own or just with the guide depending on who books and or with a small group of people. And getting to Grand Cenote, when I saw TripAdvisor, Viator, and Airbnb Cenote's tour, I decided to explore this one on my own as well. 
And with help from locals, I figured out I could easily take a colectivo, a small local van that goes every 30 minutes in multiple directions for 20 pesos, $1, to get to Gran Cenote one way. Depending on the type of colectivo you take, you may need to take one or two of them. So it may end up being $2 each way. And that's what happened to me, uh, which is fine. I mean, still super inexpensive. Uh, Make sure you let the driver know which stop you're getting off and on to keep an eye out. And just to give you perspective on the Colectivos, they start at 6 a.m. and run till 7 p.m. And depending on where your stop is, you may not have, you know, a Colectivo right at 6 a.m. So definitely ask. In between waiting for one, I walk down the street with safe, walkable, and bikeable paths along the road. All you do is go in the direction on the road you want to catch the Colectivo and ask if they're going to your destination. If not, likely they're still going to Tulum Centro, like the Addo bus station, and you may transfer there easily to another Colectivo that will take you there, which is what happened with me with Gran Cenote. So it took about 20 minutes total with catching Colectivos and transferring. And on my way back to the Mayan jungle, I walked about 20 minutes before I caught my first one and then waited about 10 minutes for my second one. So as a result, my return trip was about 30 to 40 minutes. But keep in mind, a colectivo will cost you about $2, even if you take two like I did, versus a taxi may take cost you $10 to $25, depending on where you're coming from and where you're going. Like the one time I did take a taxi from town to my cabana because I had a lot of groceries. And I wasn't sure yet or as confident on where the collectivos were. So I just ended up getting a taxi and I was super tired that day. Cost me $17. So it's a big difference. And um, so I'm currently being a wise steward, loving experience things like a local, focusing on humility, gratitude, contentment, and being a babe on a budget. So Grand Cenote visit. As a result, I decided to focus my visit on Gran Cenote on a Friday. So if you tune into my weekly series, you know that typically Wednesdays is more of my flexible day. And then Fridays is like usually fully my flexible day. Although sometimes that changes depending on how I want to adjust. But those are usually now pretty consistent. So even though I read reviews recommending to go early, I decided to chance going on an afternoon on Friday, on a Friday in May 2021. And the check-in process with Eduardo was super easy. The prices are now clearly marked. Apparently that wasn't always the case in some of the reviews that I saw. So obviously they've made changes. And uh, currently 300 pesos are about $15. And again, subject to change. Make sure you bring either dollars or pesos. I paid in pesos. This does not include a life jacket or snorkel equipment. And again, keep in mind, the prices are subject to change. And I may not come back and update the blog, and I may not come back and update the show or do another episode telling you that. So do your homework, friends. Uh, You are instructed to shower right away to make sure you're clean and free of any lotion, sunscreen, perfumes before entering the cenote, again, to protect the environment. Um, A team member does check to make sure you're completely wet. He even had me take off my hat to make sure my hair was all wet, which is fine. Uh, It made me actually happy to see the level that they want to protect the environment. And it is incredibly beautiful with open, semi-open, and closed cave areas. So when you visit, make sure you go to both pool areas. So you may not recognize readily that there's two areas because the second area isn't as uh, known and it isn't as seen. 
So to the left, which you'll definitely see because you'll walk right into it, there's an open and partially open swimming and snorkeling area under caverns. You'll see a roped off area for turtles with signs clearly marked to protect them, which also wasn't always the case, but is now. And when you enter the swimming area, there's a rope to help you rest in between. For those of you that don't get a life jacket like me, in some areas, you may be able to stand while others are deep. So currently, life jackets are not required. And again, that may change. And of course, I have different images behind the scenes that you can see on the blog and the link in the, in the show notes and a video on my YouTube, which is also linked within the blog. So then to the right, if you either swim over or go to the platform on the right, you will see that there's a cave that you can swim on, under with a rope that will either you can use as a guideline or that will help you rest. And at the end of the cavern, there's a second pool that is smaller and stand-up accessible. And I love swimming under the cave roof, which I share the images and also it's in my video. It's open and you'll still see plenty of light. If you don't want to or you can't swim, you can go back up the stairs and go to your left there's another set of stairs that will take you down to the second smaller pool area. So that's another way to also get in. Even though I went on a Friday afternoon, I didn't have any problems creating content and getting photos and videos of myself without anyone in them. Keep in mind, of course, this is subject to change as, you know, travel changes, etc. Whether you are curious about Instagram reels or how to create content like a boss. So now this are a great place to create Instagram worthy content, YouTube videos, and incredible photography, and definitely check out those blogs and show episodes. In the future, if I want more peace visiting the more popular Synothis, I will definitely visit earlier because there was uh, times that, you know, some people got noisy. I did make some new friends. And the whole time I was there for about probably four hours, I saw about 30 to 75 people. So, you know, of course I saw people come in and out and I wasn't, you know, counting super specifically, but that was about the range that, you know, as I glanced and saw, okay, there's five people here. Oh, there's 10 people there. Oh, there's five people there. And people were super friendly with also helping with photography. So I did have a tripod and I didn't have any issues bringing that in as it's attached to my phone, but people were super friendly and helping one another with photos too. So just as a side note. And if you're short on time, you may want to combine Grand Cenote, Cenote Carwash, Zachilha Cenote, and Cenote Calvara in a day or a few days. They're all on the same road, but I decided to focus my Friday on visiting Grand Cenote. And I debated on doing a couple of the others, but I said, no, I'm here for, you know, three plus months. There's no need. So speaking of what else is close by, Can, Lum, Lagoon, and Cenote. In case you haven't realized yet, I love to do both known adventures and those not so known. Not only that, but I love to experience things that are convenient and nearby and feel like home. I discovered Kanlum Lagoon and Cenote is less than 20 minutes biking, about two to three miles from my Mayan jungle Airbnb in Tulum, Mexico. It is both a lagoon and a cenote in one. In my pictures, you may see the cenote sectioned off. At its center, the cenote is about 260 feet or about 80 meters. And it's not permitted to go swimming above it due to safety for weak swimmers, potential currents, and divers that may be coming up. It is popular among scuba divers. 
In comparison, the lagoon with its bright green water is about 1.5 meters or about three feet with a few spots that are a little deeper. Once or twice, the water went over my head closer to the cenote and you can see the clear differences in the bright green versus blue water. So it's located along the main road 307, Tumel, headed towards Felipe Carrillo Puerto. It's about 10 kilometers from Tulum Center. So if you're leaving Tulum on 307, you would first pass Cenote Cristal and Escondido. Then you would pass Cenote Corazon. Then you would get to Canlum Lagoon, just to give you some points of reference. So I found this gem about the, as I mentioned, two to three miles, I biked in about 20 minutes easily. So you'll see the sign from the main road and then you can drive or bike about one kilometer or a little bit less than a mile to the entrance. So I view TripAdvisor reviews and events as well as Viva La Travel Vista. And reviewing the recent reviews, I found the entrance to be 300 pesos, about 15 USD in May, 2021. Please keep in mind this is subject to change. We as entrepreneurs, bloggers, and travelers do not always go back and update when a price has changed. We may not be aware and or we may be focused on other things. In the past, there would be an extra fee to climb the Mirador view. Currently, it's included. There are options to kayak for 150 pesos, about $7, and stand-up paddleboarding for about 300 pesos, about $15. If you do all three, this is still much less than most tours for one activity. So at most, you would pay about $40. Currently, I recommend if you go for activities, you go during the week and earlier in the day. And that's the $40 is assuming you would rent the kayak for one hour and the stand-up paddleboard for an hour. Although the water is relatively calm, there's more people in the afternoon and on weekends, making it a little bit more difficult to kayak and or stand-up paddleboard. So in this one, I ended up going on a Friday afternoon as well because uh, I went to go run some errands in town and check mail and things like that earlier in the day. And there was about 50 to 75 people scattered between the lagoon, the piers, the sitting areas. I arrived around 1 p.m. and I found uh, that two and a half hours is more than enough to swim, climb the the view or the mirador, eat and take all the Instagram worthy pictures and videos you want. At the same time, I would have stayed longer if it didn't start pouring rain. They currently close at 4.30 Central Standard Time. So if you plan on doing kayaking and or stand up paddleboarding, you can easily spend a half to a full day without even blinking and make sure you can bring snacks and different things. And they do have a hut. So before I leave Tulum, Mexico, I will be back to do both. And I will update this post and share it on the next segment of the show post or the show series when I do. If you love coconuts like I do, make sure you stop at the hut. You'll see right at one of the piers and where the palapas are where you can sit. Make sure you get a fresh coconut and a coco preparado after. Apparently, in this area of Mexico, coco preparado, which is a coconut cut up with the coconut after you drink it with salsa and spices, is very common. I tried it for the first time and loved it. And it's also in my video that's linked into this post and on my YouTube. Cenote Corazón del Paricio. Del Paraíso. The hidden gems I am discovering in Tulum, Mexico continue. Before I visited more cenotes, I asked my Airbnb host, Diana and Eva, for recommendations for places to visit nearby the Airbnb. 
On my way to Canlum Lagoon, I saw the sign for Cenote Corazon. I Googled and then asked them and decided to visit on a Saturday morning before a collaboration and a meeting to talk about Holbosch Island with Christine Lozado and before my monthly Herbalife Global Nutrition meeting. I'm so glad I did. The name is Cenote Corazon del Paraíso, Heart Cenote of Paradise, for great reason. When you see the aerial view, you'll see that it's literally shaped like a heart. And even if you don't have a drone, which I don't yet, this is credited and the picture's credited to TripAdvisor reviews. Even when you're at a slight elevation, you can see right away that it's a heart. It is located along the main road, headed towards Felipe Carillo, same as Canlum Lagoon. So if you're short on time, you can absolutely do them both in the same day. If you're going to do them in the same day, I recommend you visit Cenote Corazon first. It is um, on your way first from Tulum Center. So you could stop Cenote Cristal, Escondido, then Cenote Corazon, then Canlum. And I would definitely suggest an earlier start if you're going to do all three. Or you could just do Corazon and Canlum. This one's about eight kilometers from the center. And I, in comparison, it's about two kilometers from my Airbnb, and I biked over in about five to 10 minutes easily. You'll see the sign and the hearts and the corazón from the road. It's in the middle of a Mayan jungle, and it will capture your heart. Whether you come to swim and snorkel like I did or scuba, it will show you its hidden treasures. It is connected to caves running about eight kilometers long in one direction and about two in the other towards the ocean. I literally arrived first on a Saturday around 8.50 a.m. before they even opened. I wanted to go early with it being a Saturday, and Angel, one of their team members, told me later that typically Sunday is the busiest. Most locals have Sundays off, adding to the visits to cenotes, beaches, and tourist attractions as well. As of May 2021, the entrance for tourists is 150 pesos, or about 7 USD. There are palapa huts, chairs, tables, and decks you may lounge on. Currently, it's also permitted to bring in your own food and drinks. They do sell snacks and food during busier times and do have bathrooms and showers. In addition, if you want to rent a mask, they are available for 30 pesos or about $1.50. They don't currently rent the snorkels due to COVID, etc., I do highly recommend renting the mask. It's $1.50 if you don't have one. Hello. And then not only that, but there's so much beautiful caves, flora, and fauna that you will see underwater. And you can even tell when you're standing over the cenote. And you can see on my images, like, what awaits you under the sea. Uh, Little Mermaid. (laughs) If you didn't know, I'm an advanced scuba diver certified by SSI. I took a scuba diving certification course in 2001 before my visit to Cozumel. I ended up taking an advanced scuba diving course the entire semester at Sam Houston State University. Who knew you could take diving and get college credit? So cool. Anytime I dive, I take a discovery course because I usually dive about once every three years or so. So while I love being adventurous and taking risks, I consider factors like my skills may need refreshing if I haven't dived in three years. Hello. So I decided to snorkel at this one. The last few times I went diving, uh, the compressed air really, really impacted my hydration and headaches um, and gave me headaches more or in comparison, it was a new experience. I had not experienced that previously. So this time around in Mexico, I decided that I want to do a free diving experience. So more to come soon. 
on that, and likely it will be in a cenote. While I visited Cenote Corazon, I met a fellow diver who dives there often at Cenote Corazon. He shared it easily goes about 60 feet deep or more as well. For the entire two hours, you guys, I spent at Cenote Corazon, I had the entire place to myself. So if you want to relax and create content like a boss, you will absolutely love it. And the video is up on my YouTube already. And I also journaled and wrote my year end December 31st vision letter as if it is now while I was there. So it was a perfect spot to connect with my heart and myself and have a self-care Saturday. So the best cenotes coming soon. If you would love to visit cenotes and you're loving this show and or the post, make sure you come back and stay tuned for the next segment on the show on this and go back to the blog post because I will update it regularly. So cenotes I visited now, total five. Cenote Zachi in Valladolid in 2019. Cenote Cristal in Escondido. Gran Cenote, Canlum Lagoon and Cenote, and Cenote Corazon. And Cenote's visits coming soon may include Cenote Jardin El Eden, Garden of Eden, Casa Tortuga, Dreamgate, Calvara, just to name a few. These are subject to change. And of course, I will update on the blog and on the show as they happen. Exploring Tulum, Mexico and the Cenotes of Mexico is a dream come true. I love all forms and adventures in water. From surfing in Manuel Antonio, Costa Rica, to adventures in Lake Atitlan, Guatemala, you will find I'm a water baby in every way, and definitely check those out on the blog and show if they pique your interest. There is no surprise that cenotes with their awe-inspiring beauty inspire me and millions of others. It is an incredible way to jumpstart wellness and creating a life and business you love. Are you dreaming about experiences and swimming in cenotes yet? Stay tuned because it's just getting good. Comment, share, tag me on social, especially if you visit as a result of the show and our blog and leave a review on the show and I will shout you out, include your website, your Instagram handle, all the things and create, transform and inspire. You are born to. Chats on faith, wellness, money, marketing, business and travel so you create a life and business already head on over to the blog the podcast and the freebies to jumpstart your transformation if you're ready to dive into the online courses the live events or the retreat and if you want to create with our community on an even deeper level definitely check out our internships our influencer collaborations management and brand engagement Let's create it.